The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who is faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, who comes from interstellar space, but who walks the earth as a man among men, disguised as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman, as Clark Kent, was about to leave for Boulder City, far out in the Buffalo Hills, where a national monument was to be dedicated in one week's time. As he received his assignment, an unexpected visitor appeared in the person of Asa Hack, elderly scientist and photographer. He said that he too planned the trip to Buffalo Hill. But even as he stood at the window of Editor White's office, a shot crashed through the glass, barely missing him. Following the line of the bullet, Superman leaped into the darkness and traced it to an empty loft across the street. In the struggle that followed, the unknown rifleman was killed, gasping out the names of Pete Flores, Western Badman... Al J. Carson, reform governor of the western state in which the monument would be dedicated. As our story continues, two days have passed. The train carrying Cantabaza Hatch is roaring westward at a small way station not far from Boulder City. Two men await its passing. One of them is Dutchy Gann, a member of the Flores gang. The other is Flores himself. Listen. Uh, he's coming, Pete. Here's the whistle. So, he is. Come along, Dutchie. Down to the end of the platform. Don't forget the suitcase. Don't worry. And don't throw it around like that. That pineapple in there that will blow you sky high. Listen, what you got against this newspaper guy? What's his name? Kent. Not much. I haven't heard much about him. But what legal I hear is plenty. Look what he did to the Nelman. You can't do that. So I'm told. Maybe it was luck, and maybe it was. Whatever it was, we don't want no part of it out here. Not till we get through with cars. When's it coming off? Midnight tonight. When they ain't looking for nothing, that's why I want to knock these guys off first. Who's the other one? The other guy is an old bird by the name Patch. He was out there once before. What he did was planned. And he was? Plenty of I don't know if he meant it or not, but that'll make no difference. This time, I ain't take no chance. Here she comes. What about it now, Pete? Come on, come on. Back to the 
Get down, down, Dutchie. So. Now, Liz. She's slowing down, all right. Open up the suitcase. Handle it easy. There, there. What do I do? You ride the rods. Fix pineapple under car 384. Go as far as Island Falls. Then get off and meet me in Boulder City. Here comes the dust. Watch yourself, Pete. Can't see a thing. Uh, you watch the car. <laughs> County numbers. There, there she, there she is. Yes. That's 384. Now then, Dutchie, quick, quick. No one see you in dust. Run, run. Get on board, Rods. Make it good and tight. Quick, quick. Okay, Pete. Hold on. All right. Oh, quite all right, thank you. I'm a natural-born traveler, Mr. Kent. Is your lemonade sweet enough? It's me. Your help. As we say, down the hatch. The Acer hatch. Don't press my soul, we Didn't stay long at this place. What's the name of it? I don't know. Oh, wait. I found the station. Wait a minute now. Little forks. Little forks. Huh. Well, it's little enough, but I don't see the forks. They're in the water when there is any water. Well, which there isn't right now. Boy, look at that dust. Too bad for tramps, eh, Mr. Kent? Yes, yeah, there are any tramps. Yes, I'm just as glad I'm riding the chair cars and not the rods. Well, how about some more lemonade, eh? No, thank you. One's enough. Oh, my word. You certainly drank it down. Yes, as I was saying before, Mr. Kent, I very soon decided that the law was not for me, so I went into taking pictures, and there I've been ever since. Sure, you must have done a bit of traveling here and there, haven't you? Oh, yes, yes, here and there, here and there. In fact, the last time I was out at Boulder City, a good many years ago that was, I had a very curious experience. Would you like to hear about... Um, uh, I say, would you like to hear about it? Huh? And what? I said, would you like to hear about my experiences the last time I was in Boulder City? Oh, I uh, beg your pardon. Oh, my dear fellow, you're suddenly absorbed. Is anything the matter? Mr. Hatch, do you hear anything? Hear anything? Yes. Why, no, only the usual click of the wheels. Do you? Listen. Directly under us, isn't there a sort of metallic clinking? Wait, my dear fellow, it's probably some tramp. He's changing his false teeth. No, 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 really. Listen, oh, my dear Kent, I don't hear a thing. And if I did, why bother? Ah, funny. I don't hear it now myself. Oh, well, sir, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll just drop in on the smoking car. Would you care to come along? No, thank you. No, I should read a bit and then take a nap. All right. Well, I, I won't be long. Back in ten minutes. Take your time. Take your time. We, we don't get to Boulder City until it ends. All right. Mighty queer, if you ask me. I could have sworn there was someone under the car making an adjustment with tools. I wonder whether Superman should investigate. Oh, wait. There it is again. There is someone. It's under this car. Riding the rods, but that isn't all. That isn't all he's doing. I think I'll have a look at this. If someone took a shot at Hatch back east, it's just barely possible he might be trying something else right now. Now, oh, I'll open this door. Leave it open so I can get back in again. Now then, that does it. Up 
we go. Out over the train. And up. Up. Faster. Got to get my bearings. Now, I'll just drop down and skim along under the cars or right alongside. Down we go. Down and right next to the train. Down. Cinders and dust. Now, oh, let's see. Nobody back there. Now then, this is the car we were in, Catch and I. Oh, there is someone there. It's a trap on the rods. And he's doing something. Well, we'll soon yank him out of that. Hey there. Hey, what the? Where'd it come from? I'm seeing things. Come out of that. Come on. I'm going crazy. But the guy's flying along with the train. Ow, ow. You want me to come in there and get you? All right. How do you like this? No, no, don't, don't. Let me alone. I'll fall. I'll go under the wheel. No, you won't. Let go, quick. That's it. Now come along with me. Out we go. And up, up, and away. Hey, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? Just for a ride. Don't be frightened. What were you doing under that car? Nothing. Honest. But you're not honest. That's just the trouble. Quick now, what were you doing? I tell you, I wasn't doing nothing. I was just riding the lot. I got all the little for. What's your name? Dutchy. Dutchy Gann. Look, Dutchy. See that lake right below us? I'm dropping down to it. Oh. Down, down. Wait, wait, no. Dropping oh. down to it, Dutchy. And I'm dropping you right into it. What were you doing under that train? Nothing. I wasn't doing nothing. All right. Down you go, Dutchy. Oh. Oh. Help! Oh, don't! Don't let me drown! Oh, help! Oh, help! I don't let you drown. Not yet. We're going ashore, Dutchy. Come on. We're wet here. Oh, oh, you're, you're killing me! Quick! Oh. Now, what were you doing under that train? Quick, unless you want another man. No, no way! No way! It was Flores. Pete Flores. Flores? What do you mean? He made me do it. He made me fix a bomb. A bomb? Under that train? Yeah. He's after the governor. Over the car. Tonight. What about that bomb? When's it going off? Right away. When the train leaves, island falls. Hey, hey, wait. Wait, no. Time to wait now. I'm leaving you here, Dutchy. Get back any way you can. I've got to catch that train. Up, up, and away. Porter. Porter. Yes, sir? What was that station we just stopped at? That station? Uh, yes, sir. That was Island Falls. Faster. Faster. Ah, there she is. Just pulling out of that junction. If that Island Falls got to catch her now or it's too late. Down. Down. Quick. Under that car. 384. That's where he was. Ah, there's the bomb. Half a second more. Got to get in there and tear it loose. If it explodes, it'll blow that car to pieces. Now then. Come out of that. Tear loose. Ah, ah, got it. Made it. And off it goes. Down into the river. And just in time. Smoke? Oh, yes. Yes, thanks, Mr. Hatch. Uh, 
By the way, did you hear that loud explosion a moment ago? Rattled the window. Yes, yes, I heard it. I think it was blasting, blasting down by the river. Oh. Uh, tell me something, Mr. Hatch. That fellow Flores, would he have it in for you in any way? Flores, Kent? Yes, Flores. Yes, would he have it in for you and Governor Carson? Well, since you ask me, Kent, yes, he would. Very definitely he would have it in for both of us. Oh. Why? And when does this train get to Boulder City? Fairly soon now, if we're on time. What makes you out? Nothing. Except that I think we might make a call on the governor, Mr. Hatch. Tell him what happened in, well, back east. Indeed, Ken. You really think that, eh? I do, sir. And I'll tell you something else, too. I hope we are on time. What does Asa Hatch know or suspect? What danger threatens Governor Carson in Boulder City at the hands of Peter Flores and his gang? And can Clark Kent or Superman reach the governor in time to ward it off? Tune in next time and follow the story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! The Loot Crate video box! What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are boxes just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash Loot Crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash Loot Crate. Great Scott! Snap into a Loot Crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the outer reaches of the universe with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among human beings disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him... Kent was traveling westward toward Boulder City in the Buffalo Hills with Asa Hatch, elderly scientist and photographer, to cover the dedication ceremonies at the new Pioneers National Monument, at which Governor Al Carson is to be the chief speaker. But the gang of Pete Flores, western bad man, has sworn revenge on the governor for his reform administration. And they have also determined that Kent and Hatch shall not hinder them. As our story continues today, several hours have passed. 
It is evening, and unknown to Kent and Hatch, Pete Flores plans another attempt on the life of the governor at midnight. Meanwhile, the governor himself, all unknowing, chats with his secretary in the privacy of the executive mansion. Listen. What's that, Keegan? What's the time? Half past nine, sir. Oh, oh, I'm sleepy. I think I'll turn in. Is there anything else that can't wait over in the morning? No, sir. Recommendations of the pardons board. That'll wait. Anything special? Not particularly. They've recommended Rico Frayne for executive clemency. What? Rico Frayne? By confounded man, Rico Frayne was Pete Flores' right-hand man. He was mighty lucky to get out as well as he did. I was wondering, sir. I mean to say... Wondering what? Of course, it isn't for me to make suggestions, Governor. I know that. Well, get on, man. Get on. What are you talking about? Well, sir, Frayne was only the first... There are a good many prosecutions still to come. I should say there are plenty of them. I'll have that entire gang behind bars if it's the last thing I do. And Flores along with all the rest. But Governor, you know what, what he said. I mean, Flores... What Flores says isn't front-page stuff with me, Keegan. He swears he'll get you, sir. Just as he got all the others that stood in his way. You really think that, do you, Keegan? I'm terribly afraid of it, sir. And I think I'd better show you just how afraid of it I am. Hand me that recommendation. Governor, what are you going to do? Keegan, this recommendation on behalf of Rico Frayne is denied. There, that's that. And now, good night. Good night, sir. Now I can sleep with a clear conscience. Good night. Hello? What number you call? Hey, that you, Flores? Who is this? Keegan, at the governor's mansion. It's no good, Flores. What you mean? The frame recommendation from the pardons board. It's denied. Keegan, you hear me? You listen good, eh? Yeah, go on, I'm listening. At midnight tonight, I fix Governor Carson for good. Midnight? That's what I'd say. Listen, you know man by name Hatch, old man? Old Razor Hatch? Sure, I know him. Good. So when old man Hatch come to Governor's house tonight, you take care. What's that? Hatch is coming here? You hear me, Keegan. Hatch and man from newspaper, by name Kent, they both come. We put bomb on the train, but something happened. It don't go off. They do not get to talk to Carson. See? Okay, Flores, trust me for that. Your gates, they are locked, yes? You bet they're locked. And your last try. They won't stand a chance of getting in. Okay, Keegan. Me, I go follow them myself now. Maybe this is night I fix everybody. Governor, Hatch, and reporter. We see. So long. So long, Flores. Remember, you must not let Hatch and Kent get in to talk to Governor. Remember, when they come... I see them outside, myself. Well, my dear Kent, what'd you make of it? Very simple, Mr. Hatch. The governor's life has been threatened, so he locks and bars his gates. Absolutely no admittance. But that's preposterous. Where are the guards? Yes, that's something I don't quite understand myself. You'd think they'd be all over the place. But there's a light in the mansion. You can see it through the bars. Yes, yes, bless me, so there is. 
Well, what do we do now? I don't see any bell. Look here, Mr. Hatch. How would it do if you walked on along the wall? Maybe there's another way to get in. Oh, yes. Well, are you going to stay here? Well, somebody might come. You go ahead. If you find anything, call. Very well, Kent, but I still think this is all a wild goose chase. Oh, do you? You wouldn't if you'd heard what I heard from Dutchie Gann. Now that you're out of the way, I think Superman will see if he can't get through that gate. Uh, wait. Someone's coming. Hey, hey, you. What you doing at that gate? Why, I'm just wondering how to get in. Oh, yeah? Well, here's something else to wonder about. Show you like that. Oh, oh so you want to play, do you? All right, I can play, too. Hey, hey, what you do? Hey, put me down. Take a pass at a perfect stranger with a blackjack, will you? Well, come to think of it, you're just what I need to open this gate. Hey, hey, look out. Hey. Just what the doctor ordered. Threw him against the gate and shattered the lock. After that, the rest is easy. I'll just get them completely open. There, that does it. Now to get this fellow hidden before Hatch comes back. Huh, behind these bushes will do. There we are. If he comes to, he'll think twice before he pulls another blackjack. Kent! Oh, Kent, what's going on? There's Hatch. Quick, back to Clark Kent. This way, Mr. Hatch. The gate wasn't really locked after all. It wasn't. Bless me, it certainly seemed locked. What did you do? Why, I just gave it a push and it opened. Come on, let's get up to the house. Oh, look, someone's coming. Yes, he's opening the door. Oh, I uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, What's that? Who's there? Why, bless me if it isn't Keegan. Keegan, my dear fellow. Who is it? Yeah, let me come inside. Where's the light? Come in, Kent. Really, gentlemen? Now then, Keegan, don't you remember Asa Hatch, eh? Asa Hatch? I really, uh, I'm afraid... Well, Keegan, your memory's failing. Think back. Uh, pictures, photographs, you know, the camera. Oh, yes, Mr. Hatch, yes. Now that I stop to think... Now that you stop to think, my dear fellow... A joke's a joke. Look here, this is Mr. Kent, representative of the Daily Planet. Reporter? I'm terribly sorry, but you know the rules. Rules? I don't understand how you gentlemen got in the grounds. The gates were locked. Mr. Keegan, we've got to see the governor at once. It's urgent, Keegan. But the governor never sees reporters except at his daily press conference. Reporters? Confound you, Keegan. You know I'm not a reporter. I'm an old friend. I wish to see Al Carson at once. At once, do you hear? Sorry, gentlemen. And now, if you wouldn't mind leaving, Governor Carson has retired. And I'm afraid... Good night, gentlemen. Well, looks like we're locked out. Kent, my dear fellow, I apologize. I can't imagine what on earth... Oh, that's all right, Mr. Hatch. That secretary just doesn't remember you. Doesn't remember me? Don't you believe it? He remembers me perfectly. By Joe. What's the matter? Kent, I begin to believe you're right. There is some danger hanging over the governor. I'm sure of it. But what made you change your mind? Keegan, he knew me at once, but he refused to admit it. Wouldn't let us go to the governor. Don't you see what that means? No, I'm afraid I don't. Well, use your brains, man. Keegan knows, he must know, that if I go to the governor tomorrow with this story, Keegan will lose his job. Well, I should certainly think so. Well, then, my dear fellow, it's as plain as the nose on your face. Keegan isn't afraid of what I might say to the governor tomorrow or at any other time. Why not? Because the governor will not be here tomorrow. An attempt will be made to get rid of Governor Al Carson this very night. And Keegan knows it. Mr. Hatch, you're right. Yes, and the question is what to do now. Come on, we'll take a look around the grounds. Good idea. If there's anything going on, we may be able to stop it. Come on, quietly now. 
Keep in the shadows. Ted, what is the time? Have you any idea? Oh, it's after ten. That's all I can tell you. Quiet! Be careful. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I stepped into a bush. I say, Ken, what if someone observed us at this uh, a guard or the police? A bit awkward, eh? Quiet! Try not to make too much noise. Let's edge around that corner. Oh, stop! What's up? Someone's there. Just ahead of you. Hatch, look out! Stand where you are! Hello. Police, up with your hands. I guess we got you this time. Grab them, boys. Yeah, see here. Now, wait. Stop. Officer, you're making a mistake. Uh, sure we are. What are you doing snooping around the grounds, eh? We've just left the mansion. We can... Oh, you've just left the mansion, have you? Friends of Governor Carson's, I suppose, eh? Well, if it comes to that, my good fellow, we are. And if you'll kindly conduct us to the door, the governor's secretary will identify us. Oh, will he? Yeah, that's a good stall, and I'll just take you right up on it. Up they go, boys. Back to the front door. I'm telling you, you've made the mistake of your life. Maybe so, but we ain't taking no chances. In case you don't know it, there's a 24-hour watch on this place. Yeah, and how come you had to break in the gate if you're friends with Governor Carson's? Break in the gate? It was open. Sure, it was open. After you cracked the lock. Uh, here we are. Ring the bell. Oh, never mind. Here's somebody now. Yeah, I reckon they heard the noise. Hey, what the... Sorry to bother you, Mr. Keegan, but we just picked up these guys snooping around the grounds. Back again, Keegan. They say they came from the house. Friends of the governor's. What about it? Friends of the governor? So they say. Take a look at them, will you? Come on, come on, Keegan. Identify us. We have business to attend to. Shut up, you. Well, Mr. Keegan? Captain, I think you'd better take them right down to jail. I give you my word, I've never seen either of them before in my life. What? Keegan, are you out of your mind? That's enough of that. Come on, you guys. Rush these bums into the wagon. Not me, officer. So long. Hey, get him. Shoot that guy. Hey. Shoot that guy. I can break. Sudden unexpected intervention at the hands of the police. Asa Hatch is led off to jail while Superman leaps away into the night. And meanwhile, the minutes pass and deadly danger comes ever closer to Governor Carson asleep in the executive mansion. In less than two hours, Pete Flores will strike. Can Superman discover the plot in time to save the governor? Tune in next time and follow the story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now Superman, mighty visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to a target, and walked about among human beings as champion of the weak and the oppressed in the person of Clark Kent's news reporter. Sent west with hats to cover the dedication of the new national monument at Buffalo Hills, and it discovered that the life of Governor Carson was threatened by a gang of criminals under the lead of Pete Flores. Kent and Hatch had gone to the governor's mansion to warn him, but had been seized by the police as dangerous characters. 
Feeling that he could do more good out of jail than in it, Kent had leaped off and avoided arrest. But our story continues today. It is getting towards midnight. The time set by Flores for his attempt against the governor. But Kent does not know this. Determined on joining Hatch and then breaking out of jail, he has given himself up, only to meet a surprise. Hatch is in solitary confinement, and Kent's cellmate is a stranger who mistakes him for a member of the Flores gang. Realizing that this may give him the information he needs, Kent leads the man on. Listen. Okay, the jailer's gone. Now, come on, lend me a hand. Lend you a hand? What are you trying to do? Listen, don't be giving me that stuff. I know what you're in here for. Oh, you do, eh? Sure, I heard what the guy said. They caught you sneaking around Carson's place. Well, I reckon you and me are playing the same racket. Yeah, shouldn't wonder at all. Oh, quit being so cozy. I know Flores, too, see? Yeah? Yeah, and I know something else. I know why you're here. Oh? Yeah, and I know what we're all supposed to do tonight. So come on, come clean. Look here now, I, uh, I'm not sure about this. Oh, quit it, will you? Didn't Pete say he'd send a guy in here to help spring me tonight? Pete Flores told you that, did he? Uh, you know mighty well he did. And you know why, too. Well, maybe I do. But I never take chances. Just why is Pete going to get you out of here tonight? Oh, lay off that stuff and help me with this mattress. Come on. Mattress? What are you planning on doing with that? Listen, wise guy, I'm putting it down on the floor because that's where I like to sleep. What do you think I'm doing with it? It looks to me as if you were going to build a fire with it. Well, if you ain't smart, I am going to build a fire with it. Now, listen, kid, ain't nobody can hear you. I know why you're here. Look, what's your name? My name's Monty. All right, Monty. Me and Flores, we, we can't afford to take chances. You know that. Sure, I know. So, suppose you give me the lineup. Then I'll know what's what. Look, I'll give it to you quick, okay? Pete said he'd pick a guy that nobody knew around here. So there'd be two of us when the riot begins, see? Yeah? I set fire to the mattress. There'll be a lot of hollering and smoke. Yeah. They'll come running down here, and you and me will make a getaway. Well, sounds good, Monty. Then what? Then we beat it up to the governor. There'll be a fast car waiting for us at the corner. We grab that, beat it uptown, and join Dutchie Gale outside the house. Well, sounds easy. What's Dutchie going to be doing? Dutchie will break into the mansion, drag out the governor. Well, maybe we'll have to help him. Well, we'd better take this business kind of easy. We might not be able to pull it off. Listen, kid, you don't know Pete Flores. Whatever, don't come off. Flores ain't going to stop there. What do you mean? Oh, he's got lots of things up his sleeve, Flores has. Yeah? Sure. If this don't work out right tonight, well, just wait to see what happens next. Go on, Monty. What will happen next? I don't think you know as much as you think you do. Oh, I don't, eh? Well, I do. And so do you. Now, you quit trying to kid me. Give me a hand with this mattress and get ready with your slugger. Well, what do we do? Well, we start up the fire. Like this, see? Ah, that'll do it fine. This stuff goes up like hay. I kept the match on purpose. Hey, that, that's going to make quite a blaze, Monty. You'll choke us all to death. The other guys will begin hollering in a minute. Well, then what? Well, when that keeper comes in to see what's up, you slap him over the head and we swipe his keys. Huh? <coughs> hey, that, that, that smoke's getting mighty hey, thick. But the, but the thicker it is, the better. Hey, where are you? Oh, 
into Superman. They can't see a thing. I'll duck right out past that keeper. If he gets in my way... Ah, sorry. Can't stop to apologize. Now then, out of here and down that corridor. Quick. Ah, there's the brick wall. I remember that window faces on the jail yard. Well, here we go. Right through it. Ah, out in the yard. And up. 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 Wish I could stop and get Hatch out of there. There isn't time now. By heavens, that fellow was right. There is a car down there. They're waiting for a jailbreak. Then they'll be after the governor. I've got to hurry. Got to get there first. Up, up, and away! Leaping skyward, a weird figure streaks through the air toward the executive mansion of Governor Carson. Red cloaks streaming in the wind. Superman shoots through the night like a meteor. Over the mansion, where a single light burns in a window, he hovers then drops slightly down. There's the governor. Inside that room on the second floor. He's just going to bed. I'll crawl along the ledge, raise the window, and walk in on him as Clark Kent. I'll tell him I got a ladder and climbed up. Here we are. Evening, governor. Who's that? Hey, what in the world? Don't be frightened, please. I had to get in, and this was the only way. Frightened? I'll show you how frightened I am. What do you mean by this? Governor Carson, I have something to tell you. It's about Pete Flores. Flores? Yes. You know about Flores. And how did you get in here? Governor, I'm a newspaper man from the East. I heard some gangsters plotting, and I came right here to tell you. Much obliged. Now, you can just stay right where you are till I call a guard. Governor, quick. What time is it? Great heavens. Is that clock right? It's just midnight. Listen, you've got to listen. I'll listen. It'll take the guards a few minutes to get here. I've already rung for them. Governor, members of the Flores gang, maybe Flores himself, are coming here to kidnap you. They'll be here any second. And so will the guards. No, they won't. Don't you understand? All that's been taken care of. Oh, has it? Then what do you suggest? Assuming for the time being that we're speaking the truth. Wait, look. There's a car pulling up right now. Just beyond the wall. They're coming. Governor, you've got to let me meet them here in your place. What? You're out of your mind. I say you've got to. If it's Flores, now's our chance to get him once and for all. If it isn't, well, you can't afford to risk yourself. Let them come. Just let them come, that's all. Hey, hey, what are you Uh, doing? Confounded, sir, let me down. I'll have you jailed for this. Sorry, Governor. No time to argue. Got to be here when those fellows enter the room. And I've got to be here alone. I want them to think I'm you. Now put me down. What are you doing? I'm putting you in the closet. Uh, it's all over. Now, quiet, please. I won't be quiet. Oh, yes, you will. Here, I hate to do it, but take uh, this. There. Didn't hurt him any, but it will keep him quiet. Now, I'll just lock him in. There, that does it. After all, it's for his own good. Oh, they're coming. Where's the governor's bathroom? Now, there it is. They find me in bed. They'll never stop to ask whether I'm here or not. Great Scott, they certainly didn't waste any time. They've got a ladder, and they're coming right up. It's a good thing I turned off the light. Okay. Okay, there he is, boys. Lay in there in the bed. All right, grab him quick. Put that bag over his head. Hurry up before he wakes up. Yeah. Now then. Jump him. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, come on, hurry up. Right. Make him quit oh, that yelling, will you? Out the window. Oh, Out of the car. Make it back. Boy, was that smooth. How's he doing under that bag, Monty? He's all right, Judge. He, he ain't hollering half so much. Where's Flores? Well, Monty, reckon it won't do no harm to tell you now. 
Laurie said he'd wait till we got clear, and he'd sneak into the house himself and go through the wreckage. You mean Pete Flores is back there in the mansion right now? Boy, has he got nerve. Well, he figures all the angles, kid. Hey, Mike, ain't this the lake? Hey, look, we're on a bridge right over the river. Yeah, the lake's just ahead. Yeah. This'll do fine. Pull up, Mike. Take a good look, Mike. Anything coming? No, no, I can't see a thing. It's pitch black, too. Okay, drag him out of there. Quick, hurry. You tie up his hands and feet like I told you, my dear. Put him down. I tell you, I'll have you out of jail. Yes, it's boring, too. Come on, right over to the edge. Now then, bring him out. I got him. You take his feet, right? Oh, one, put me down. Two, and away. see what they're up to, but I can't. Not if what they said is true. If Flores is back there at the executive mansion, up, up and away, faster, faster. Governor locked in that closet. Flores prowling around the house. If I ever hurried in my life, it's got to be now. Hurry, faster, faster. Back along the white road, flashing over the rooftops of Boulder City. Swifter than a bird in flight, Superman swoops down to the ledge outside Governor Carson's window. Here we are. Lights on again. Down. Down. Now then. Nobody in the room. No sign of a struggle. But he's still knocked out and locked in a closet. Governor Carson, I... Wait, Scott. It's empty. He's not there. Where is he? What's happened? And where's Flores? Governor! Governor Carson! Governor Carson, where are you? Governor! Superman runs through the silent rooms, but not even an echo comes back to answer him. The governor has vanished. Where is he gone? What has happened? Has Pete Flores found him at last and taken sudden summary vengeance? Meanwhile... What of old Asa Hatch, whom we last saw being led off to jail? Tune in next time for the fast-moving, incredible climax. Follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed. Valiant fighter for truth and justice. Who is faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive. Who comes from interstellar space 
but who walks the earth as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him, Superman, as Clark Kent, had come to Boulder City in the Buffalo Hills with old Asa Hatch, scientist and photographer, to cover the dedication of a new national monument. On their way west, they had discovered a plot against the reform governor, Al J. Carson, and Kent had allowed himself to be carried off by the gang in the governor's place in the hope of learning their plans. The gang had thrown him in a lake and left him, but not until Kent had overheard them say that the gang chief himself, Pete Flores, was back at the executive mansion. Hearing the worst, Kent had broken his bonds, flashed upward out of the water and returned, only to find the governor gone. As our story continues today, Superman is still running through the silent rooms, calling. Governor. Governor Carson. Where are you? Governor Carson. Governor. Not a sign of him. If the door of that closet wasn't damaged, he hadn't even forced the lock. What's that? Footsteps. Someone's coming. It's that devil Flores. And whoever it is, he's coming down the hall outside the door. I'll change back to Clark Kent till I know who it is. Governor, I give you my word. It was all the doing of that fellow Keegan. Wait a minute, Hatch. Don't move. Who's that back of the curtain? Gosh, is that you, Governor? Why, Asa Hatch. Kent, my dear fellow. Oh, it's you, is it? Governor, where have you been? What's happened? Hatch, what's been going on? From what my old friend Carson tells me, we all have a little explaining to do. I'll say we have. We'll begin with you, young man. I understand you're a newspaper man named Clark Kent. That's right, Governor. Say, I'm awfully sorry I had to lock you in that closet. I, I didn't want to, but it was just touch and go. Yeah, that's what you did to my chin, too. Touch and go. <laughs> well, I'll forgive you. Ava tells me it was all in a good cause. But what happened to you? Where did you go? Same to you, young man. What happened to you? Where did you go? Governor, about five seconds after I locked you up, the gang came in the window and carted me off. My dear fellow, who was it? Our old pal, Dutchy Gann, Hatch. You remember Dutchy? Oh, indeed, yes. Well, Dutchy and his pals breezed in the window, slipped a bag over my head, and carried me away in a car. But what then? How'd you get loose? Oh, I don't know. I guess they got tired of something. Anyway, they rolled me out, and I came back, and here I am. But look, how did you get out of that closet? Well, I came to after a while and began kicking and yelling, and the guard came in and heard me. And, of course, the first thing I tried to do was phone for the police, and I couldn't. Well, why not? The wires were cut. That was the first thing that suggested you might have been right, Kent. So I called off my car and I went down to headquarters in person. And the first person he saw, my dear fellow, was myself. Yes, what? luckily. They were giving old Aether a tough examination. Yes. He wanted to know where he came from and all that. Oh, tremendous excitement. Jailbreak, prisoners escaped. They thought I might have arranged it, Kent. Me? Anyway, I got Hatch out of there and we came right back. Yes, and what I want to know now is what in the name of time is going on? Uh, it's a long story. I won't bore you with it. I'll just say this. Heath Flores is a crook and a murderer. And a mighty clever one at that. Before I was elected, he just about ran this territory. I swore that I'd put him and his whole gang out of business. And meanwhile, he's doing his best to put you out of business, eh? Well, I've got Enrico Frame. He was Flores' right-hand man. Just a matter of time till I get Flores himself. Unless he gets you first, Governor, is that it? He won't, Kent. That sort of rat hasn't been nerve. Well, what about tonight? Well, you said yourself Flores wasn't there. He left the dirty work again. Well, really, Carson, I don't think it matters. Anyway, they missed fire, so that's that. Oh, no, don't you believe it. What? Why, bless me, Kent, what do you mean? Governor, you've got to be careful. I heard them talking tonight while they were driving me off. And I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. They've got something else up their sleeve. Well, what is it? And I don't know. But they're counting on it. Carson, if I were you, I should keep to myself out of the public eye until this fellow Flores is finished with once and for all. Perhaps I can't do that. Even if I wanted to, why, it would be the most cowardly thing I could think of. I couldn't do it. Well, my dear fellow, why not? The Buffalo Hill Ceremonies, Ava. 
Have you forgotten what you came out here for? Oh, Governor, can't you get out of that? Absolutely impossible. There'll be thousands of people here from all over the country. I'm making the principal speech. Ah, yes, yes, dedicating the Pioneer's National Monument. And just the same, Governor, you'll be taking an awful chance. Why, it's a perfect setup for anybody that wanted to get you. Well, all right, Kent, after all, we can't live forever. Hello, who's that? Come in. Governor. I beg your pardon, well, sir. Well, it's Lieutenant Maxson. Come in, Maxson. Governor, I'm mighty sorry to bother you at this time of night. I'm too bad if I was in bed, but I'm not. We'll forget it. Gentlemen, meet Lieutenant Maxson, one of the guard officers out at Buffalo Hill. Buffalo Hills uh, at the National Monument? Yes. Ah. Maxim, this is Asa Hatch, the picture man, and Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet back east. How do you do, Lieutenant? Glad to know you. Now then, what's on your mind? First thing, Governor, did you know your wires are cut? I did, and I do. Go on. All right, sir. Colonel Bowles told me to get right in here and give you a special message. Colonel Bowles? Yes, superintendent, officer, in complete charge. Oh. Head of construction, head of engineering, head of the guard. Go on, Lieutenant. What's up? Governor... It may seem a little queer, but the colonel called me a while ago and said for me to come right into Boulder City and get you. Get you? Yes, sir. He wants me to bring you out to the monument. Said it was important and not to fail. What? Tonight? Oh, good heavens, man. I know, I know. I, it seems Ooh. queer and all that, but you know the colonel, sir. I do. He's as level-headed a man as ever was. He thinks it's better, is it? It is. Governor... Look here, sir. You're, you're surely not going. Oh, dangerous, my dear fellow. Now, now, now quit that, will you, both of you? You got a car downstairs, Lieutenant? Yes, sir. I drove in myself. Take you right back to the monument and bring you home again. All right. We're on our way. Oh, uh, look here. You two don't need to come along. What? Mr. Story in the making? Oh, Carson, you don't know him. All right. I guess the car will hold for him. Wait. What's the matter? I thought the saucer was sticking down the car. Why, huh? no. There's no one there. He's lighted all the way to the end. Well, I should have sworn... Well, never mind. Come along. It's after midnight. You'll get a chance to see what the new Pioneers National Monument looks like by moonlight. Lead the way, Maxim. But the governor was right. There was a form stealing silently in the darkness, out of the lighted corridor. The treacherous secretary, Keegan, who learned what was doing and who visited the car of the guard officer in the courtyard below who crept through the shadows to place a certain small object well down in the cushions of the rear seat. An object which would stay hidden and unnoticed till the car reached the most dangerous portion of the mountain road and then do its work, still hidden, still unnoticed. How are you up front there, Kent? You all right? Okay, thanks, Governor. How's Mr. Hatch? Almost asleep, Kent. I, I find the motion unusually soothing. Uh, getting up there, aren't we, Maxon? Yes, sir, Governor. Getting sort of sharp. That's why I closed the windows. Because there is, huh? Isn't that some view? Say, wake up, will you? Uh, what, what did you say? I say, look at that view. How'd you like to photograph that, huh? Hey, that's something, all right. Uh. Gosh, we're right on the edge of nothing. How far down is it? Uh, what'd you say? Uh, <laughs> boy, I'm worse than old days. Are we getting to the monument? Yeah. yeah almost there. Just around the corner. Say, watch what you're doing, will you? Oh, great Scott, I, I almost dropped off the sleep. Uh, I'll say you did. We were heading straight for the guardrail. How far down did you say that was from here, Governor? Huh. Hey, that's funny. They're both asleep. Are they? Yes. 
It's sort of queer, isn't it? Hey, what's going on? What's happening? Maxon, watch what you're doing. You're heading for the rail. We'll go over the cliff. Maxon, look out! Oh, can't send much of this. Good thing it's a solid steel body. Time for Superman to take charge. Out the door. Up, up. Yeah, now they're falling clear. Off the cliff and down into the valley. Must be a thousand feet. Got to dive down, down and catch that car before it hits. Down, down. Two hundred. Five hundred. Almost there. Now then. Stop. I have it. I've got the car. Now, back to the road up above before they know what's happened. Up, up and away. Up, up. Here. Here. What happened? What's going on? Please, eh? Kent, I, I believe I've been asleep. Kent, what's happened? Why are you driving? What's the matter with Max? It's all right, Governor. Eh? We had a little accident, went through the guardrail. Everybody oh. fell asleep. Must have been a leak in the exhaust. Gas came up in the car. What's that? We went through the car, Vigor. My heavens, what a narrow escape. Oh, the car got banged up a little. Lucky it still runs. Oh, my head. Oh, here comes Maxon around. Now, oh, we're all present and accounted for. But, Kent, I, I don't understand. Don't ask me, Governor. I guess we should have left the window open. You mean to say... Kent, I can't believe it. We went through the guardrail and didn't go over the cliff. Miraculous. I don't remember a thing. Say, you can pull up now, Mr. Kent. That's the office. We've got to the monument. Well, if you ask me, we're mighty lucky. After we got back on the road, I didn't think this whole buggy'd go at all. There we are. Uh, well, I'm a little dizzy, but I guess I can navigate. What about you, Hatch? I appear to have been sadly bumped and bruised by a, a person or persons unknown. This way, gentlemen. Hmm. I guess the colonel's still up. His light's on. Come on in. Well, I'd be mighty glad to know what's going on. Who lead the way, Maxon? This is the office. Colonel Bowles' quarters. Bonnie? Said he'd be waiting for us. If you say there's a light in the room, knock again. Hmm. Probably fallen asleep. Give it a good bang. Gentlemen, I think we'd better break in the door. Why, really? Kent, what do you mean? I'm afraid something's happened. Someone's been here before us. But, yes, he's right, Carson. Break it down. What do you say, sir? By all means. Go ahead, Maxwell. Here. I'll lend you a hand. <laughs> Come on, it's going once again. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Why, there he is. He's sitting right at his desk. He's asleep. Colonel Bold. Bold. Good heavens, he doesn't hear us. Hatch! Look at him. No, he doesn't hear us. He'll never hear anything again. You were right, Kent. Someone has been here before us. And the question now is who? And what would Bowles have told us if he'd been allowed to live? Sudden appalling mystery of the Pioneer's National Monument. Is Asa Hatch right? Did someone call on Colonel Bowles to make sure that he kept silent forever? And if so, what had he found out? What strange piece of news that made him call the governor in the dead of night? And above all, what terrible danger, unknown to everyone, creeps down on Governor Carson? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. 
Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who has appeared on Earth from the outer reaches of the universe with a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among human beings as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. When we last saw him... Kent, Asa Hatch, and Governor Carson were in the office of the superintendent of Buffalo Hills in answer to an urgent summons, only to find that the superintendent who had summoned them was mysteriously dead. As our story continues today, some time has passed. It is the morning of the dedication ceremonies at the new Pioneer's National Monument. And Kent and Hatch are pleading with the governor not to take part. Listen. Well, there goes the clock, gentlemen. Half past ten. If we're going to be ready for the great unveiling at noon, we'd better be on our way. Governor, please. I'm not talking through my hat, honestly. Now, Kent, look here. You've been talking for the past half hour, and you haven't yet produced a single valid reason why I shouldn't go to Buffalo Hills. Oh, my dear Carson, that's hardly fair. Look here, sir. Two nights ago, the superintendent was mysteriously killed. Since then, two watchmen have fallen off the face of the cliff. Now, that doesn't prove something's going to happen today. I do believe he's right, my dear fellow. Nonsense. Now, look here, Hatch. You've been taking pictures of the cliff, haven't you, from various angles? Oh, yes, indeed, for the last two days. Well, you haven't noticed anything queer, have you? Well, after all, Carson, the dastardly plot would hardly appear in a photograph. All right, but nobody else has noticed anything queer either. And we've had guards all over the place. Governor, Flores is a dangerous man. If he's up to something, and I'm convinced of it, you don't think he'd show his hand, do you? Now, I warn you, sir, don't go out to those ceremonies today. Don't do it. Seriously, my dear fellow, I share Mr. Kent's opinion. You mustn't do it. On the contrary, I must do it. By confounded, do you realize what's going on today? 15,000 people from all over the country are here at Buffalo Hills to watch that dedication. Greatest group of carvings the world's ever seen. Half a mile up on the face of the cliff. I've got to be there to welcome you. Now, come along, Kent. The cars are waiting down below. Let's be on our way. But, Governor... No, 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 no more arguing. I'm going. Let's be 
But Kent and Hatch are right. Even as the cars of the governor's party wind through the mountains toward the scene of the dedication, deadly danger waits at Buffalo Hill. In a tunnel in the cliff, above and beyond the giant carvings in the stone, Pete Flores talks with Dutchie Gann and makes his final plan. What you doing, Pete? I just said the last cues, Dutchie. We are in the rock behind the car. Right below is where the governor will stand, directly under the cliff. When the cliff falls, it will fall on the governor and fall in the crowd, too. But they'll see it. They know it was dynamite. Ah, no, no, it is more clever. High up in the mountain, Dutchie, there are other charges. Just enough to start a, how you say, avalanche, yeah? What? An avalanche turns and turns of rocks. They come down, strike the top of the cliff, big noise. Oh, I get it. Then what? When the rocks hit the top of the cliff, they set off more charges. All the charges back of the car, right over the head of the governor. Dutchy, wait till you see When does it happen? At noon. The gun goes off in the valley. Then I throw the switch, see right here, and that sets off the avalanche on the mountain. At noon, when the gun goes off, time goes fast, mi amigo. Already the crowd collects down there. Listen, what are you going to do? How are you going to get away yourself? You will wait in the car, Dutchy, on the cliff road, where we have left the car for the past three days. But you won't have time. Plenty of time. Three minutes before the crash comes, I throw the switch, and then I run, get in the car. We go fast. After it is all over, who remembers seeing car and keep road? Maybe they think it lost in avalanche. Gee, I sure hope nothing slips, so. So believe me, mi amigo, nothing can slip now. When gun goes off on noon, you hear what I say. It speaks the end for Governor Casa. Now quick, help me fix the last fuse, then go. Anything new? Not so far, Ken. Have you discovered anything? No, can't see a thing. I'm just as sure as I am that I'm standing here that something's going to happen. They're cheering the governor. He's just come out on the platform. What's the time? Just a few minutes to twelve. Uh, look, they're wheeling that antiquated saluting cannon up into position. Well, whatever happens, we'll know soon enough now. Oh, stop worrying. Look at these pictures, Kent. Enlargements of the photographs I took yesterday. Oh, nice work, all right. Yes. What's that little dot up in the corner there? Let me see. Uh... Oh, 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 yes, that, that's a car. It seems to be in this picture, too. Workman, I imagine. Oh. Where did you take this from, Hatch? Just about here, my dear fellow. Practically the same angle. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, by Jove, and there's that car again. Uh, look, uh, up there on the cliff right now. Huh? Where? Oh, yes, I see it. Up there, just above the cliff. Yes. What the... But Ken, is anything wrong? What, what are you looking at? Nothing. Nothing at all. Well, then come along. We'd better get to our places. Uh, go ahead, Hatch. I'll be right with you. Uh, save me a seat, will you? Well, but what are you doing? Where, where are you going? Don't wait. You go ahead. I just want to see somebody. I should say I do want to see somebody. I want to see the man in that car on the cliff. Good thing Superman has telescopic eyesight. Quick now. I'll duck back at these rocks. Nobody'll see me here. Up we go. Up. Up. Heaven for a 
such as pictures I'd never have noticed. That car is the same one they used to kidnap me in, and the man in it. I'm not sure yet. Uh, yes, I am, too. The man in it is Dutchie Gann. Well, look out for yourself, Dutchie. Here I come. Hey, hey, where'd you come from? Ah, you've seen me before. Remember what happened to you? Where's Pete Flores and what's he doing? Quick, Dutchie, talk. No, 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 I'll talk. I'll talk. He's in the tunnel. What tunnel? Right over there. He's going to start an avalanche when the gun goes off. What? When the gun goes off? Keep talking, it's man. Rocks. They'll come down off the mountain. Hit the top of the cliff. Wait, and... quick, don't stop. Flores, he'll explode the whole works. The avalanche will touch it off. Yes? The cliff will fall on the governor. governor. Flores is in the tunnel right now. That's all I need to know. I'll handle the rest. And Flores, too. Down that tunnel. Faster. of the avalanche, heading straight for the dynamite charges in the top of the cliff. Only one man's figure in the way. Red smoke streaming in the rush of wind. Steel muscles tense. Superman defies the mountain. One final boulder. Huge mass of rock bounding and spinning in the air. If I can keep standing where I am, I can deflect it down that gully. Miss the cliff clean. And miss those crowds down below. I don't know. It's shoving me back. Here's the biggest one yet. Last chance. Now then. Now this is the one that does it. Last chance. If this one gets by me, here it is. Now. Ah. Made it. Turn the slide into that gully. And they're safe. They're safe down below. Now up. Up and away. Have you been? Oh, hello, Hatch. Uh, what's happened? Is everything all over? What do you mean to say you didn't see it? Well, I had a job to do. I just happened to think of it. Uh, what did happen? Why, Kent, it was amazing. Just as the gun went off, a rock slide started from the top of the mountain. No. Packed. Came straight for the top of the cliff. And then something happened. We couldn't see. There was too much dust. Yes? But it was just as though some tremendous hand came down and threw back the rocks. What? No one hurt, not a trace of damage. Gosh, to think I missed all that. And my dear fellow, the pictures I got. Uh, oh, look, here, here comes the governor. Hey there, Kent. Kent, yes? Hello, Pat. Well, quite a bit of excitement, eh? Well, can't say we didn't warn you, Governor. Well, Kent, that was an accident. 
If you think you can lay that to Flory's, well, and anyhow, I'm still here. If it was Flory's work, where is he? Oh, I, I say, I, I was wrong. There was someone hurt. What's that? Where? Up on the cliff. It seems there was a car. It started off just before the slide, and when the avalanche poured down that gully, the car was right underneath. Well, who was in it? Governor will never know. Whoever it was, poor fellows, they're buried under tons of rock. Poor fellows. Don't you believe it? What? Who spoke? Why, Kent, my dear fellow, was that you? Your voice? What do you mean? Well, sorry. I, gosh, I guess I was just carried away. Say, you were right about Flores, Governor. He'll never touch you now. Well, I was never seriously alarmed, Kent. I was, but I'm not now. Everything's all right. Well, got your pictures, Mr. Hatch? Oh, my dear fellow beauties, wait till Perry White sees them. And wait till he sees my story. Well, so long, everybody. I've got to find a telegraph wire. The governor saved in the nick of time. Pete Flores removed by the rock slide which he himself started. And Clark Kent with another scoop. Once again, Superman has served the forces of law and order. Rescued the champion of good government in the heart of the Buffalo Hills. Next week, another thrilling, exciting story of Superman. Tune in and don't miss the beginning. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. On surprises, delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Now, Superman, mighty visitor from another world, who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can twist steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, and who walks about among human beings as champion of the weak and the oppressed, disguised as Clark Kent, news reporter. As our story opens today, we find Kent in the private office of editor Perry White. Listen. Kent, how would you like to take up the search for Captain Alonzo Cragg? Cragg? The Arctic Explorer? Why, he's been missing for three years. Uh, Look here. Now sit down and let me give you the whole story. 
Alonzo Craig was one of the most famous Arctic explorers in the world. Yes, I guess everybody knows that. Well, three years ago, he headed an expedition up into the islands north of Ellesmere Land. You know anything about that country, Kent? No, not a thing, Chief. It's very little explored. Just a maze of islands and ice fields and cliffs. The wildest rumors you ever heard. What kind of rumors? Well, most people don't believe them. Alonzo Craig made up his mind he'd prove them one way or the other. But what kind of rumors? Well, rumors that the islands north of Ellesmere Land are inhabited by Indians. Or maybe Eskimos. Nobody seems to be exactly sure. But they're amazingly intelligent, as far as people can judge. Big and tall and strong, and they're white. What? Well, that's what the story is. A race of giant white men. But that isn't all, Kent. Tie your hat on good and tight and catch this. They're ruled by a single king. Some kind of a witch doctor or medicine man. And that witch doctor never dies. Oh, come off, Mr. White. Don't tell me you fall for stuff like that. Just isn't possible. No, it isn't possible. But Alonzo Craig wasn't a fool, Kent. Don't tell me he believed it. He went up north to investigate. Traveled thousands of miles over desolate country just three years ago this week. And what happened to him? Nobody knows. That's why we sent Ray Martin, one of our reporters up there after him. And old Professor Peters. Peters? The museum man? Oh, say, I know him well. Well, did Martin report anything? Not a word in the last month. Both Ray Martin and Professor Peters seem to have vanished in thin air, just like Alonzo Craig did. You don't mean it. Well, that's why you're going after them, Kent. You're going to look for Peters and Martin, and if humanly possible, you're going to find out what happened to Alonzo Craig. Steady, Rome. White. Who? Who? Why, yes, yes, certainly I know her. Send her upstairs. Tell the boy to bring her in when she gets here. Say, that's mighty queer. Almost uncanny. You'd never guess in a million years who's coming up. All right, Mr. White, who is it? Miss Paula Craig, Alonzo Craig's twin sister. Sister? What does she want? Well, that's what I'd like to know myself. She certainly can't have heard about Peters and Martin disappearing. While we're waiting, what about them? What makes you think they're missing? Kent, they were supposed to keep in touch by shortwave radio with the base of Port Ormond. They did for a while. Four weeks ago, the radio went dead. Oh, well, that might not prove anything, Mr. White. On the other hand, it might prove a good deal. Because yesterday, I received an important message. What was that? Our man at Port Ormond telegraphed it down. It's common gossip among the Indians at the trading post that Martin and Peters have been lost. Lost? Well, how would Indians know that? Don't ask me, Kent. Apparently, they do know something, and they won't tell. Come in. Oh, hello. Hello there, Miss Craig. Oh, Mr. White. I hope I'm not bothering you. They said to come right in. Why, certainly, by all means. Oh, may I present Mr. Kent? Mr. Clark Kent? Miss Paula Craig. How do you do? How do you do? It's a funny thing you picked out today to come in, Miss Craig. Kent's on his way to Port Ormond in the north. Mr. White, something's happened, and I don't know what to make of it. Why, what is it? You remember about the rings. I I think I told you about them. Well, you might tell Kent. Mr. Kent, Alonzo and I were twins. When we were graduated from school, my father gave us both identical rings carrying his initial and our mother's initial in a sort of seal on the back. The point is, Kent, that Captain Craig always wore his and Miss Craig always wore hers. That is, she did until Ray Martin went north. Exactly, Mr. White. When you sent your searching expedition north to find my brother, I gave Mr. Martin my ring to take with him. You see, I thought... I thought it might help him identify Alonzo. I understand, Miss Craig. But you said something peculiar happened. Yes, very peculiar. This morning, I received a small package in the mail. And when I opened it, well, 
Look. What? Why, that's one of the rings. Oh, Miss Cray. Who sent you that? Mr. Kent, it came down from Port Ormond by air. My brother's old navigator, Captain Walters, wrote that he bought it from an Indian. It's my brother's ring. Why, that's amazing. Great heavens. But, but all the time. Look, I, I, uh, I never noticed it. Kent, your train leaves in 20 minutes. My train? Oh, yes, it slipped my mind. Uh, Miss Craig, I... uh, now, I'm going to be terribly rude now, but I'll make them in some other time. Well, Mr. White, I, I don't understand. Well, now, look here. Kent has only 20 minutes to catch his train. Leave uh, Captain Waller's letter in the ring here, and uh, Kent will take the ring north with him. I'll call you once I get my bearings. Oh, of course, Mr. White. I, I hope I haven't uh, upset you. Oh, fine, fine. Now, you're a real soldier, Miss Craig, a real soldier. And don't worry. I'll call you in a day or two. All right. Goodbye, Mr. Kent, and good luck. Goodbye, Miss Craig. And we'll find your brother for you. Yeah, thank heavens. Kent, we've got to work fast. I'll say so. Mr. White, I can't possibly catch a train in 20 minutes. Oh, forget, it. forget it. I have to get her out. Now, Kent, look here. Look. Look at this ring. Well, what about it? She hasn't heard about Martin and Peter's being lost. She took it for granted that this was her brother's ring, that somehow it had come back from Alonzo Craig. Well, what's the letter say? Oh, forget the letter. Wallace thought the same thing, and they're both wrong. Mr. White, what do you mean? Kent, this isn't Alonzo Craig's ring. What? They're supposed to be identical, but they're not. I can tell by this scratch on the inside of the band here. See? I put that scratch there myself before Ray Martin took the ring. Great Scott. You're not saying... Kent, I am. This is the ring Paula Craig gave to Ray Martin. Now then, what's happened to Martin and Peters? And how under heaven did this ring get back to Port Ormond and into Captain Walter's hands? Telegram, Mr. White. Here, give it here. Kent! This is from Captain Walters, Ike Walters, up at Port Ormond. Yes? He was the one who took Alonzo Craig to Ellsbury Land. I told him you were coming. What's he say? Urge your man to use all speed. Time may be important. May know more when he gets here. Walters. Kent. Kent, what's going on up there? Mr. White, I don't know. But I'm going to find out. Say, maybe I can catch that train after all. through the upper air, red cape screaming in the wind, the man of steel soars over the Great Lakes, northward to Hudson Bay, and northward again to the tiny settlement of Fort Ormond. And presently, on the deck of an icebreaker, buffeting her way through the fog and ice, Clark Kent, reporter, talks with the ship's master, Captain Walters. Any idea where we are, Captain Walters? Mighty heavy fog out there. Getting up there, Mr. Kent. Any time now, we'll be hitting right into Ellesmere land. And when we get there, we take the dog sled. Oh, plenty cold, all right. Say, uh, don't you ever use your foghorn? Not up here. Except now and again to tell if we're close to an iceberg. Sometimes the sound will bounce off. Icebergs around here? Oh, sure up. Mighty lucky if we don't run right into one. Uh, didn't hear no echo that time. Look here, Captain. Down at dinner, you started to tell me about Alonzo Craig. What's all the mystery about? Nobody knows, Mr. Kent. All of a sudden, he just up and lit out with only an engine sled driver. But why? Why would he do a thing like that? Well, some of the men in his expedition said he heard about the luck of the north. So he set out to find it. The luck of the north? Yep. What's that? That's a treasure, Mr. Kent. Oh, that's what they say it is. Millions and millions of dollars... Gold and precious stones. Land knows what not. What? Up here? Now, don't ask me if it's true. Don't ask me how it got here, if it is true. All I know is what they tell me. 
But where is it? Who owns it? Well, they say the Indians owned it. Some say it was always here, and some say it come from pirates and such a couple hundred years ago. Do you believe it yourself? Uh, Mr. Kent, I declare I don't know. I've seen some mighty queer things up here in the north. Hey, ain't it getting some colder all of a sudden? Oh, I'd say so. Going through me like a knife. Uh, well, the fog's thicker, too. Uh, say, look here, Captain. Yeah. What about these Indians you were talking about? Well, nobody knows much about them, neither, Mr. Kent. They keep to themselves, and their old witch doctor backs them up. If you ask me, Alonzo Craig went after the luck of the north, and the Indians went after Craig. All right, but what about Ray Martin and Professor Peters? Oh, and by the way, you never did tell me how, how you happened to find that ring. But... Now, listen. Hey, you hear that echo? That means there's a berg right close by. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Iceberg! Iceberg, get ahead! Astern! Full speed, astern! Hey, look. Off the starboard beam. Coming through the fog. Icebergs closing in on us. Captain Walters, what do we do? Look! Look! I see it. I ain't blind. There ain't nothing we can do. Hey, look out! See where you are now, Kent. I got to work past you. Hold it off! Push your helm down hard! gone. They'll never see me in the fog. Great heavens, those birds are all around us. I think it's time Superman went to work. Up, up, out, and away! Look at those birds. They're bigger than mountains. Thousands of tons of solid ice. They're all around the ship. If I can't do something fast, she hasn't got a chance. Down, down, right into the water. Now then... Got to shove this one out of the way. Force a passage for the boat. Good thing they can't see me in the fog. Now, look! No! No good! Not quick enough! The ice is closing in! It's crushing the boat! Sudden crushing danger in the Arctic ice field. Can Superman force a path for the tiny vessel? Or has he met his match in the towering ice peaks of the northern seas? Tune in next time and follow the story. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now Superman. Champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, he came from the planet Krypton to walk the Earth disguised as Miles Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. Kent had arrived in the Arctic ice field, searching for a special expedition sent out by his newspaper, which was headed by Professor Peters and Ray Martin. Peters and Martin had vanished into the wilds of Ellesmere land in an effort to find what had become of the famous explorer... Captain Alonzo Cragg, missing for over three years, but still believed alive. When we last saw him, 
Kent had become Superman and had plunged into the sea to rescue the ship from surrounding icebergs. Barely in time, with superhuman strength, he thrust aside the towering tons of ice and forced a path for the ships to the coast of Ellesmere Land. The story continues today. Some time has passed. Kent's expedition has established a base camp, and he and Captain Walters have taken a dog team out into the icy wastes, still heading north in an effort to pick up the trail of Peters and Martin. It is evening. The Arctic night has fallen, and Kent and Walters are discussing whether to remain where they are or strike back toward their base. Walter is gradually giving way to apprehension. Listen. What's the matter? What are we stopping for, Captain? Mr. Kent, I don't know. I can't be sure. But I feel as if something was watching me. Following close behind all the time and watching out there in the dark. Don't you feel that? Well, since you mention it, I do. You was asking me if I was afraid. I am afraid, Mr. Kent. I'm afraid of what may happen. Listen. That's Chico, the lead dog. And he's afraid, too. Look at him. He's standing right up in his harness. They hear things that we don't hear, Mr. Kent. Who's to say that... That they don't see things we don't see? Stop it, Walters. Your nerve's gone. They'll have me seeing things and hearing things next. Now, look here. Back on the boat before we made shore, you started to tell me why you sent that telegraph message to Editor White about having to hurry. Where about it? Well, what did you mean? Well, I'd found that ring, hadn't I? The one you said Alonzo Craig's sister give Martin. Yes, I meant to ask you about that. Where did you get it? An engine brought it down to Port Ormond. But he'd never say where he got it. Do you think he stole it? Maybe so. But how? Martin hid it when he left Port Ormond for Ellesmere Land. I know that. Oh, look, Walter, stop beating around the bush. Tell me what you really do think. Great Scott, man, this isn't time to keep things back. All right, I will tell you. I think Alonzo Craig found out where that engine treasure was, the luck of the north. And I think that old witch doctor got him. What? The head of the tribe? The one who never dies? That's what they say. Well, all right. What about Peters and Martin? Who got them? I don't know. I don't know. But Peters and Martin, they never should have come up here. The tribe hates white men. They've proved that before. I understand they're white themselves. Oh, maybe. Nobody knows for sure. Nobody's ever been up here to see. Chico. What's the matter with him? Walters, look. He seems to see something. Kent, he does see something. Up in the sky. What? Kent, look. Good heavens. Walters, what is it? it? It's a man. The figure of a man up in the clouds. The figure of a man in pale green fire. Kent, Kent, look. It's getting clearer. It's tremendous, Walters. It, it's an Indian. It's the figure of an Indian. He's got his hand raised. It's a warning, Kent. It means to go back. What is it? Look, Walters. You stay right here. Don't move. Kent, Kent, where are you going? Wait. Just stay by the sled. Keep the dogs quiet. It's getting brighter. Kent. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm certainly going to find out. There's something in those clouds, all right. Up we go. Up, up. I can't blame Walters for feeling shaky. I felt the same way myself. Unseen eyes following us, watching us all the time. Now then, into those clouds. Whatever you are, here we come. Oh, it's queer. Not a thing. Not a sign of Indians or fire or anything else. Just clouds and mist. 
Well, I don't understand it. There isn't anything here. Yet I did see that figure, whatever it was. Walters was right. It was warning us away. Well, no use staying up here. Might as well get back down and see what happens next. Down we go again. Down, down. Coming, Walters. I'm right here. Well, where you been? I ran up to that little hummock to see if I could make something out of that thing in the sky. It ain't there no more. Did you see anything? No, not a thing. Well, we see it. You can't get around that. No, I'm not trying to. The question now is, what do we do? I'd say we go back right now. Oh, it's too dark. We'd miss our own trail. I'd say try it anyway. Do you want to spend the night here? What's the matter? What you looking at now? I'm not sure. Up there ahead through the opening in those cliffs. Can you see anything? Too dark to see much. Looks like a valley opening out beyond the cliffs. Look, Walters. Look, through that opening. Don't you see something up there? Don't you? Which way? No, I don't see nothing. Look again. Keep looking. Wait a minute. Yes, I do, sir. I do see something, Kent. It's a light. That's it, Walters. There's a flickering light up in that valley. It's almost like a signal light. Come on. Come on. What do you mean? Where are you going? Up there, of course. Man, don't you understand? It may be Peters and Martin. Can't wait. What about that figure? That engine in the sky? Whatever it was, it said, go back. Go back, just as plain as day. Never mind. We're going on, Walters. We've got to. Come on, get the dogs going. Hurry up. Kent, I'm telling you, we better not. Walters, if it is Peters and Martin and they're hurt or dying of starvation, would you want to leave them here to die? Would you? No, no, we couldn't do that. Engines are no engines. Far away in the darkness of the Arctic night, a faint and flickering signal beckons to Clark Kent and Captain Walters. Under the shadow of the cliffs, on across the crackling ice fields, the panting dog team draws ever closer. And meanwhile, behind them and on every hand, dark forms close in along the trail, slipping silently from rock to rock, hiding behind shadowy blocks of snow and ice. There it is, Walters. We're through the opening of the cliff. There's the light. It is a light, sure enough. Say, there's a hut there, too. Eskimo Ice House. I can just make it out. All right. This is close enough. Stop the team. Pull up. Oh, oh there you are. Keep going. Oh, down, 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 down. You think this is close enough? I'll have to peg down the dogs. Sure, we'll walk the rest of the way. Well, that light's still there. Make it fast, Walters. All right. I reckon this will hold them. All right, come on. If it's Peters and Martin, they may be in bad shape. Kent. Kent, the light's gone out. That's so. It was up there on top of the hut. Must have been some kind of a lamp. Here we are. Did you think to bring a light? Yeah, I got my flashlight. Good. There's the door. All right, I'll go first. You crawl in behind me. Careful now. You don't know what's in there. Maybe you better take the light. It's all right. Come on in. Who uh, say I don't... Why, it's empty. There ain't nobody here. Martin. Ray Martin. Professor Peters. No use. This is all there is to it. If they was here, you'd see them. But look, there's a whole lot of stuff here. 
Maybe if we got a look at that, we might be able to tell if it was theirs or not. Listen, kid. Dogs. What's happening? Something's not after them. Kid, you stay where you are. Don't go outside. Don't you do it. Captain, whatever it is, we've got to save those dogs. Do you want to die right here? Come on, out the way we came in, out through the hole. No, don't you do it. Kid. Kid, look. There was a face. A face there at the door. An engine. Kid, an engine. All right. Then we know what we're up against. Come on. No, no, don't you see? They set that light. They just wanted to catch us in the heart. It was a trick, kid. Come on, Walter. Stay here if you like. I'm going out. Oh, all right. If you want trouble, you can have it. Just wait till I get outside. Oh, think you'll try knocking my brains out, do you? Well, come closer and try again. Ah, there we are. Out in the clear. Now then. I think I can do better from the air. If it doesn't do anything else, it may startle a little bit. Watch out. Here I come. One in each hand. That ought to give them something to think about. There. There. How do you like that? Try to knock strangers on the head, will you? There. Now then, where's Walters? Oh, there he comes. Watch it. Oh, they've hit Walters with a club. But I'll settle that. I've just been playing before. See how you like this. Oh. 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 Now, you're coming around all right, Captain. What? Where am I? Right here, inside the igloo. How do you feel? Ken. Ken, what happened? We were mobbed, Walters. One of your Indian friends hits you over the head with a club before I could stop him. Indians? But where are they now? They're gone, thank you. I told them to go and they went like that. What? You fought them off? But they'll come back. Oh, no, they won't. Not those Indians. I'll forget it, Walters. I've got something much more interesting. If you're not feeling too low... I'll be all right. I got a good thick head. What's up? Walters, you were right and so was I. What do you mean? It was a trap, all right. Those devils meant to get us in here and probably wipe us out. I'm afraid that's what happened to Peters and Martin, too. Kent, what do you mean? I've been searching around. I found something here in the igloo, something mighty important. Can you sit up, Walters? There. All right. Just look here. Look at this. What? What you got there? What is that, Kent? Tell me, what is it? Kent, tell me. What is it? Huddled in the tiny Eskimo ice cabin, Ken and Walters stare unbelievingly at what Kent holds in his hands. The clue that sets them definitely on the trail of Professor Peters and Ray Martin. What is it? And what will happen when they set out tomorrow morning to follow it down? And meanwhile, what of Peters and Martin themselves? Are they still alive? And if they are, can Kent and Walters reach them in time? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, champion of the weak and the oppressed, who walks about among human beings disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet. 
When we last saw him, Superman was in the wilds of Ellesmere Land with Captain Ike Walters, navigator and sled driver, searching for the famous explorer, Alonzo Cragg, missing three years. And also for Professor Peters and Ray Martin of the Daily Planet. Our story continues today. Several hours have gone by. It is morning, and the thin northern sunlight streams in through the igloo's opening. Kent and Walters are still discussing the mysterious object found by Kent the night before. Listen. Let me see. Let me see that diary you found here in the igloo. My gosh, Kent. You really think it's Martin's? Positive. I'd know Ray's writing anywhere. And you say it was buried under the ice. Yeah, the Indians got almost everything else. But they didn't get this. There isn't a doubt of it, Walters. Sure seems not. Those devils did to Peters and Martin just what they tried to do to us. And Martin writes it all down. Listen to this on the last page. Here. Can't write much more. They are closing in. We'll try to hide the diary. I'm convinced Craig is still alive. And there it stops. Then the Indians came. Right. The Indians came. We may never know what happened next. But I don't understand it, Walters. I... Listen. I'm going outside. I'll feed the dogs and unpack the sled. I'm coming, too. Give me a hand up, Ken. Oh, now you stay where you are, Walters. It was a nasty clip on the head you got. Oh, I'm all right. Say, look where we got to last night. We're right on the edge of a coastline. Look, will you? There's open water out there. And what's that thing? Walters, look. I see it, Kent. Coming right down the street. It's a native kayak. Eskimo canoe. Well, I wonder what he's after. He's a scout. Look at him drive that kayak. Say, I reckon he don't see them walruses. He better watch out. Quick. I'll go down one side of that little point. You go the other. We'll catch him and make him talk. Oh, Kent, I... I'm sorry. I can't make it. What? I reckon... I reckon I'm just about all in, Kent. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, and he just fainted. He'll be all right. Is that a bit of luck? Superman can do so much better than Clark Kent. And with Walters out of the way, who'll be the wiser? Off we go. Down to that point. He can't see me now, but I'll be able to see him and jump out at him when he comes by. This'll do it. Now then. Oh, he's certainly traveling. Must be out for exercise. And he doesn't see those walruses. Oh, what's the matter with him? He's heading right past them. Why the fool? Oh, that old bull's getting ready to charge. He's after the kayak. Oh, he's got him. I think it's time Superman took a hand in this. Up we go. Up, up. Faster, faster. Certainly going to be close. Got to hurry. He's closing in. Paddle, you fool. Now then, down. Down. Oh, he's got the kayak. He's upset it. Down, faster. No, you don't. I want this man myself. Get away from here. Go on, beat it. Have to get this man before he drowns. Get down in that kayak right now. Come on, I said, get out. All right, if you won't leave, I will. Got to pick this fellow up and take him ashore. Now then, got him loose. Turn him over. Uh, oh, great heavens. It's not an Indian at all. What? It's Professor Peters, and he's half drowned. Well, I got Peters and Walters on my hands now. Up we go. Back to the hut. Up, up, and away. All right, Professor. How's it going now? Mr. Kent, I... I can't thank you enough. 
That bull walrus. Uh, kill us too, them bulls. Say, do you mind telling us what in thunderation you were doing paddling that kayak? Doing? When? Just now, when we looked. You were spanning down that strait like the devil was after you. My dear Captain Waters, the devil was after me. The devil chief of the Kunalaka Indian. What? He's coming this way? The old medicine man? Professor, you've actually seen him? Yes, Kent, I, I've seen him. The chief who never dies. When I last saw him, he was preparing a tribal sacrifice. What? A sacrifice? It's just so, Captain. One in which poor Ray Martin and I were to be the central figures. Peters, what are they going to do? Oh, my dear fellow, it's much better not to ask. Do you know? Yes, I, I have seen the preparations. Just before I escaped. Because one or the other of us can't. Martin is sick. I went for help. What's that? Martin's sick? He just that sacrifice. When when are they going to do it? I I think I heard them say noon. Noon? Walters, you've got to watch. What time is it now? Kent, Kent, you can't do anything. The professor and me can't walk. In any way. Oh, what time is it, man? Half past eleven. Professor. There's Indian camp. Where is it? How far away? Oh, Kent. Kent, you... You can't do it. It's horrible, but... But you can't... All right, all right. Where is it? it? Up the coastline. But it's... It's 20 miles. You, you can't possibly get there. Kent. Kent, what are you doing? Come back. What do you think I'm doing? I'm going to get Ray Martin. I know, but you can't. Kent, Kent. you're out of your mind. One Kent. man against the tribe. Well, maybe they haven't got guns. I know they haven't, but but you can't get there in time, can't you? You, you really, really, you can't do it. Well, they may be late. May not start at noon. I'll take the dogs. You and Walter stay here in the hut. You said follow the coastline, eh? All right, so long. Kent, 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 Kent wait a moment. You, 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 you can't, can't possibly do it. Wait, wait a minute. Can't make it, eh? Well, we'll see if I can't. Gotta take these dogs part of the way, just for the sake of appearances. After that, well, we'll see if Superman can't beat the clock. All right. Come on, on your feet. Chico, Frisco. Up. All right, now. Get it up. Out you go. About 50 times faster than dogs. Let's see now. Peter said 20 miles up the coast. Ought to be there. Huh. What's that? Smoke. That's it. That's the camp, all right. Got to hurry, hurry. See, they're all out there. Got some kind of an altar. Big stone. I'll circle over and see what they're up to. time, all right. Well, I'll frighten them first. And if that doesn't work, well, down we go. Down. Down. Sorry, boys. Afraid I've got to break up the party if you don't stand back with those clubs. Watch it, you. Oh, you would, eh? Well, let's see you stop this. There. That's all for you now. Can't stop any longer. Ray. Ray, are you all right? Ray. 
Sick, he's almost dead. Ray, it's Clark Kent. You're saved. It's all right. Let me at those ropes. There we are. That does it. Up we go. And just in time. Up, up, and away. Got to make time now. He's in a bad way. Got to get back to the sled and pack him in blankets. Faster. Faster. Even then, I don't know. Faster. There they are. Now, down, down. There they are. Now. Now. That's it. Get him all covered up. Ray. Ray, are you all right? Ray, it's Clark Kent. Ray, don't you know me? It's Kent. Clark Kent. Kent. Good old Kent. No, you're gone. Ray, you bet I came. Oh, you'll be all right now. Everything's going to be all right. No. No. No use. I'm going, Kent. Going fast. No. Listen. Ray, no, no, you're not going. Listen, no. Kent. Listen, please, Kent. All right, Ray. What is it? Uh, map. Map, Kent. In in a pocket. Map. A map. All right. All right. Forget the map, Ray. No. You're... No, Kent. Map. Shows way to the secret gallery. What? Gallery. Listen, Kent. Gallery where... Where treasure, Kent? Look, look of the north. Ice caves. Far, far down in ice. Oh, Ray, Ray, never mind the treasure. Do you think we care about that? Gold. Gold. Emeralds, Kent. Take that and find it. And that's not all. Look out, Kent. Careful, Craig. What? Ray, what did you say? Craig. Alonzo. Craig. Ray. Ray, what about Craig? Where is he? Get Alonzo. Craig. Yes? Look out. Craig. Ray. Ray Martin. Ray, what is it? Ray, what about Alonzo Craig? No use. Whatever it was, we'll never know. Not now. Alonzo Craig. What weird, unbelievable truth had Ray Martin discovered in his long dying watches at the Cunalaka Indian camp? And what of the map and the fabulous treasure of the North? Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. 
Excelsior!